That was Neil Young singing Looking for a Leader from his album Living with War. And we'll hear more of that song at the end of the program. Greetings and welcome back to Bernie 2016. This is an independent podcast established to follow and comment on Bernie Sanders' candidacy for President of the United States. This podcast is completely independent of any candidate, party, or PAC. You can find out more about Bernie 2016 at Bernie-2016.com. You can send me a message at BernieUS2016 at gmail.com. And if you are a Flipboard user, then you can follow my magazine on Flipboard called Bernie for President. Thanks for listening. A story from Mediaite by Jamie Fravel. There is an undeniable feeling of schadenfreude among liberals when a right-wing political candidate uses a song for their campaign that was written by an artist who would never, ever, in a million years, support said candidate. So it should have come as no surprise that Neil Young was less than thrilled that his newly minted Republican presidential candidate, Donald Trump, used his classic Rockin' in the Free World when making his announcement last week. But while Young's manager was extremely diplomatic in saying that his client supports Democratic candidate Bernie Sanders, imagine the utter glee of liberals when they find out that the Sanders campaign is now using the very same song either for humor purposes or because Young's words galvanized the senator to lay claim to the rocker's music. Either way, that's what just happened. Just this weekend, Sanders walked out in a packed hall in Denver to Rockin' in the Free World. And more on the Denver rally from CommonDreams.org by Sarah Lazare. At least 5,500 Coloradans crammed into a Denver gymnasium, an adjacent atrium, and lacrosse field Saturday night to hear presidential candidate and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders speak 
in what is being reported as one of the biggest political rallies so far in the 2016 cycle. And I was fortunate to catch a little bit of this speech um, on Periscope, which broadcasts live video via Twitter and was able to uh, follow one of the streams or two or three streams, I think, from the event and be able to see the crowd and hear some of Sanders' speech in person. This is part of what Sanders had to say. Quote, this campaign is not about me. It is not about Hillary Clinton or any other candidate. This campaign is about you, your kids, and your parents. It's about creating a political movement of millions of people who stand up and loudly proclaim that this nation belongs to all of us and not just a handful of billionaires. And Washington Post reporter John Wagner wrote about the event, quote, Sanders' audience in a state not among those with traditionally early nominating contests rivaled the largest drawn by Clinton and the Vermont senator in recent weeks. The extraordinary turnout was the latest evidence that Sanders, 73, has tapped into the economic anxiety of the Democratic electorate. Sanders has been drawing large crowds from Vermont to Minneapolis, and numerous polls show that Sanders is gaining on Clinton, including recent surveys of the battleground state of New Hampshire. There have been two recent surveys in New Hampshire, one poll that put Hillary Clinton at 41% and Sanders at 31% in the state with the first primary in the nation. Um, And that is Sanders' best showing so far. Be very interesting to see what the next poll in New Hampshire shows. Um, When that poll came out, within a day of when that poll came out, a separate survey was conducted. And that other survey showed Sanders with 32% of the people who were surveyed in that survey. So not just a single survey indicating that amount of strength that Sanders has in New Hampshire, but actually two surveys conducted around the same time showing similar results. And this story from Reverb Press at ReverbPress.com. The president we need, Bernie Sanders, asks his donors to give. Potential Democratic presidential nominee Senator Bernie Sanders has stepped outside of the madness of the presidential race and done something that many would call presidential. Personally, I just call it profoundly human. And that's why we need Sanders as our next president. In the midst of the racially motivated tragedy, at Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina, Sanders issued an email to all of his donors asking them to give, not to him, but to the historic black church. In contemporary U.S. politics, it's all too easy to be cynical about the motivations of politicians on both sides of the aisle. Undoubtedly, many will say that Sanders' appeal to his supporters 
is just as much a political move as it is anything else. I have to strongly disagree. This is a man of passion and heart. In his time in the Senate, he has demonstrated over and over again that the area he cares about the most and puts the most energy into is fixing issues which impact Americans in harmful ways. Everything he has worked for makes it clear that he actually cares about people. As he put it, quote, Nine of our fellow Americans were murdered while praying in a historic church because of the color of their skin. This senseless violence fills me with outrage, disgust, and a deep, deep sadness. Honestly, it would be perfect political timing for him. His next stop is scheduled to be in Charleston. Can you imagine what a perfect political promotion storm that would be? He could roll into town a hero. There would undoubtedly be throngs of people gathered to cheer him on. He could give a classic Bernie speech on racism, overcoming it, and pulling together as a nation to move forward. That would make for epic campaign fodder, and the news stations would eat it up and give the campaign what is ultimately free coverage. Only Sanders did the opposite of that. He canceled the Charleston appearance. And that particular appearance in Charleston had to be moved at one point because the original venue was too small for the amount of people who were expected to show up. And the author continues... In his letter, he notes, quote, This hateful killing is a horrific reminder that, while we have made important progress in civil rights for all of our people, we are far from eradicating racism. We have a presidential candidate who effectively put his campaign in neutral in order to address the massive issue of racism in the United States without using it as a campaign leverage. Instead, he has encouraged the rechanneling of funds that may have been coming to him in order to help a historic black church rebuild as they have too many times before. As Sanders put it, quote, The Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church is one that has been attacked, burned, and rebuilt throughout its 200-year history. While their community mourns now, they will rebuild, and they will emerge stronger than before. Let us stand with them in their time of mourning. How presidential of him and so very profoundly human. So as I said, that story I found on ReverbPress.com, and the author of that piece was Reverend Mark Sandlin. And another story about Sanders' reaction to the shooting in Charleston shootings I should say in Charleston and this from pathos.com p-a-t-h-e-o-s dot com by Dan R-L-A-R-E-L the word terrorism has been widely avoided at all costs it seems in the mass shooting in Charleston South Carolina last night at a historical black church killing nine, including a state senator. While it has been called a hate crime by law enforcement and the president, others have tried to play down the role of race and make the case that the shooter was trying to attack religion. 
Yet in an email to supporters, presidential candidate Bernie Sanders did not shy away from calling the crime what it is. Quote, what transpired in Charleston, South Carolina last night was not just a tragedy. It was an act of terror. Nine of our fellow Americans were murdered while praying in a historic church because of the color of their skin. This senseless violence fills me with outrage, disgust, and a deep, deep sadness. While the conservative media and conservative politicians are trying to downplay a race-driven motive, it is good to see that some politicians will not shy away from the discussion of race that scares this country to death. The longer we pretend the U.S. is not crippled by systematic racism, the longer it will be before we can start moving towards that all-important goal of post-racist America. And based on Bernie's early speeches in his campaign, there were some people that were convinced that Bernie was not interested or not compassionate or not connected to the issues of race and racism in America. And I'll grant that it's not been his focus and he has not always spoken uh, extremely clearly on the subject. Um, there is a quote that is taken out of context that some people have used where Bernie says that people were proud that this country overcame racism and it was taken out of context of his comment on Barack Obama being elected and I think narrowly seeing that positive step as a step in the right direction um, a certain level of racism was overcome by enough people to support Obama's election um, I think that in this response to Charleston and in the campaign going forward we will hear a lot more from Bernie on race and on many other subjects that he's not made central themes of his candidacy so far. Another area that Bernie Sanders has spoken out on regularly in the past um, is climate change and global warming. And that is a central theme fighting climate change, fight, fighting global warming is a central theme in his campaign. So in, this article is from HuffingtonPost.com. Democratic presidential hopeful Senator Bernie Sanders praised Pope Francis for his encyclical on climate change, saying it's, quote, no longer acceptable for anyone to deny science. Quote, Pope Francis's powerful message on climate change should change the debate around the world and become a catalyst for the bold actions needed to reverse global warming, Sanders st said in a statement. Quote, the Pope helps us all see how those with the least among us will fare the worst from the consequences of climate change. This Pope, by far, in my opinion, is the best Pope ever. Um... This Pope is the most progressive that I have ever seen. Um, his focus on things that other 
other popes gave little attention to, um, climate change being one, the economic systems around the world and their negative impacts being another. Um, this pope is is brilliant on those topics. Um, I my blog is called unrelatedthings.net or it's at unrelatedthings.net and one of my very earliest blog posts was a quote about the economic system and with four pictures underneath and basically the question who said that um, and it was a quote from the Pope um, one of the pictures that I put under there as an option was Fidel Castro and one was Bernie Sanders and the other one was I believe if I'm recalling correctly President Obama and I think of those four most people would have thought at least likely that the Pope would have made that particular quote so uh, while I don't by far don't agree with everything the Pope stands for there's still a lot of things I think that he does not get quite right as far as being in alignment with my own politics um, on the issues of climate change and the issues of economic systems and their negative impacts. I think he is exactly right. Um, continuing in the Huffington Post article, Sanders says he looks forward to the Pope's congressional address taking place this September and said he appreciates GOP leadership extending the invitation. Quote, I hope they listen to what he has to say, Sanders said. Denying the science related to climate change is no longer acceptable. Not all lawmakers have been so accepting of the Pope's message. Republican presidential hopeful and former Florida Governor Jeb Bush expressed skepticism Wednesday about the encyclical and other Republican candidates have also distanced themselves from the the political or the social leanings of the current Pope which is a very interesting and unique circumstance in the United States where the right-wing Republican usually finds much comfort in whatever the Pope has to say about global issues. And this story also from HuffingtonPost.com. Bernie Sanders, it's time for immigration reform. After being criticized for staying quiet about immigration, Senator Bernie Sanders vowed on Friday that if elected president, he would push for immigration reform and go even further than President Barack Obama in expanding deportation relief. Quote, Despite the central role that undocumented workers play in our economy and in our daily lives, these workers are too often reviled by many for political gain and shunted into the shadows. Sanders said in Las Vegas at the National Association of Latino Elected Officials Conference. Let me be very clear as to where I stand, he continued. It is time for this disgraceful situation to end. 
At the conference, Sanders noted that he supported the Comprehensive Immigration Reform Bill that passed in the Senate in 2013, as well as the never-passed DREAM Act to provide legal status to undocumented young people who came to the U.S. as children. Sanders said that as president, if Congress did not pass immigration reform, he would use executive action to give deportation relief to the parents of U.S. citizens, legal permanent residents, and so-called DREAMers, the would-be beneficiaries of the DREAM Act. So that will wrap up this episode of Bernie 2016. If you want to find out more, again, you can go to Bernie-2016.com. You can send me a message at BernieUS2016 at gmail.com. And if you do use Flipboard, check out that magazine I push a lot of stories that I read online into the Flipboard magazine, Bernie for President. Thanks for listening. <laughs>